This is the Other People Podcast with Paula Hathaway and Ray Reed. All right, Jeff and Sasha Williams, welcome to the Other People Podcast. Cheers to you. What are you guys drinking over there? Please tell me you started drinking already. No, we got coffee. No, he did go to the store and he did come back with some stuff, but like this is like (laughs) water and coffee responsible looking people. Okay. (laughs) But the second we're done here. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Okay, so Jeff and Sasha Williams, let's see here. Why are you here? Personal training. You build houses, photography, therapy, consulting. Yeah, we're good. And you have your own resort in Nicaragua. Yes. Did yeah. we miss anything? Yeah. What did we miss on that list? Oh, like uh, how we make, how we, how we scrape together cash, not working for <laughs> <Could> the <be>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not? that's about it. I mean, he keeps pushing me to sell foot pics, but I'm not doing it. Ooh, feetfinder.com. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm all about it. <laughs> oh, you've, you've looked up that. Yeah. The side hustle. This keeps coming up. I, Kim's talking about it. I know we joke about it all the time. Me and Kim are like, let's do it. I feel like you have to chat with people too, though. Mm. Yeah. Like you can't just sell the feet. Like you probably have to be like, yeah, my feet. They're <laughs> dirty. I was considering I like, you know, getting good at twirling pencils with the toes being something really oh, exotic. There you go. Ooh, that but I haven't sense. seen that yet. So you got to find right? your niche. Jeff you wants to do something. <laughs> Don't ask I what won't. he wants to do. Don't ask. No, no. What's I, I meant? What's his foot niche? What's, what's your What's your oh. foot talent? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> he's on no comment. Yeah, yeah. We'll just stray away from that one. That's awesome. So yeah, that's that's you know why you're here. And the next question is always, how did you guys get here? Which is broad. So we'll we'll bring it back in, but. You're sitting in Nicaragua right now amongst a food forest. Yeah. Yeah. And a resort that you've created from what I've seen with your guys' own hands. So this is really cool. Yeah, and the hands of lots of other people as well. There's been a lot yeah. of construction too over two years of construction so far. But we're still going. We still have probably about this another year's worth of construction to get everything complete but so it's it's been a long haul yeah so when how do you i i guess we'll we'll go and then work backwards so when did you when did you set foot in nicaragua and go we're gonna build something here (laughs) how did that how did that happen well it was kind of like a long a long long story but to make it simple because it's not that exotic I first came down to Central America in 2006, personally, mm-hmm. and my inspiration was this family from California. It was a guy and a girl who had these two young sons. She was Swiss, actually, but American, and they had this little boutique hotel thing overlooking the ocean, and they were just, they were pretty rad, and I, I sat back then, you know, 20 years ago and went, oh, this is cool. Like, I could dig this just you know, I I don't mind hospitality and stuff. So then it became in for me anyway, that's because Jeff and I weren't together, then that was like my goal. Um, But Nicaragua for us, and you can comment on it, it came later, we came here in 2014. Um, I separately had a dream of doing the same thing, which is kind of funny that we both 
dreamt yeah. about having a boutique hotel in Central America. But I, I an ex-girlfriend a few back, uh, we went to Dominican Republic, I think it was, and um, and we visited a small boutique hotel, and it kind of we, yeah. we kind of shared that, and then we broke up long before I still carried that dream forward. I wanted to do it, and then when we got together, we kind of had that same goal or ambition so we just it was always something we were planning to do in retirement mm -hmm. but re retirement came a little bit early pseudo retirement yeah. i guess with yeah. another crash in the oil and gas industry so we just yeah. acted on that and but we we got here and liked it and it's quite different now than it was then um but he wasn't sure about the government and whatever. And so he was the hard sell. Like he wanted Costa Rica. And I kept saying, yeah, but Costa Rica is super Americanized. And it was this back and forth. And then what it really came down to was like, we went to Panama and Costa Rica and here, and we looked and then, um, it, Nicaragua was chosen because it was as far as our money could possibly go. Like if we want, we could, we could buy a condo in, in Costa Rica, or we could buy an acreage and build a hotel here. So it, that was the deciding factor because there's definitely things that, uh, aren't cool, <laughs> but yeah. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. I've, I've never been, but I researching, like looking, uh, at the area where you guys built Segunda Vida. Yeah. Um, it's just so beautiful there, mm -hmm. though. I, yeah, it looks I amazing. See. Is there, is it, is it uh, very, like, do you get a lot of tourism there for, like, from... Yeah, from it's Brooklyn? like the the biggest tourism spot in Nicaragua, mm -hmm. I guess. There's some other yeah. uh, expat-heavy areas, tourism-heavy areas. There's Granada and Leon, mm -hmm. um, primarily. But most people don't really spend too much time in Managua, the capital city. But San Juan is definitely the... The hot spot but we, we find it's also more authentic here than costa rica like sasha said costa rica is very americanized and yeah. it's got that higher standard of living and nice paved roads and <laughs> everything else yeah. but here like you're sharing the road with horses and buggies and there's <sighs> pigs that go running across the road and you, you, you constantly every day you're driving through ranchers that are taking their cattle down the dirt roads and stuff and um there's a lot more, it's a lot more authentic experience being here. That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. And, yeah. And let's say, take it back. I know, well, I know that, uh, Sasha is from, um, a small little horse town called Maple Ridge in Canada. Cause that's also where my <laughs> wife is from. Yeah. Uh, we got history. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. There's, there's a lot there. There's, I, I know many things. Um, and, and, and Jeff, where are you from? Are you, are you also Canadian? Yeah, I was born in Montreal, but I grew up, I spent about 40 years in Calgary. Okay. Yeah, so. A bigger horse town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The horse town. Canada, the really. horse town, yeah. <laughs> right on, right on. Oh, and that makes sense, because, and so you're you're in oil and gas, and so I know I know personally there's a, there's a lot of, I also, uh, part of my business works in oil and gas, valve automation and boring stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Paula, be really boring. Yeah, it's, Calgary is probably 50% or at least it was, but 50% oil and gas, either directly in it or other services that are supporting that industry. So um, it was a, a clear winner. Uh, We're, yeah. 
but we were super opposite. Like I come from, you know, Vancouver, you know, whatever. And, and like, you know, this whole, we were talking about briefly before this poster or picture here for doing environmental work and stuff like that. And then we get together and I was like, you are the devil. (laughs) You've got to change the industry. You SOB like, and then lo and behold, for 10 years, I ended up working with the company and eating a lot of my words because it was like this unfounded, dumb bullshit that you get pushed by, like the green community to just hate yeah. on an industry, you know, nothing about. And so I had to, I had to eat a bit of shit, but it like, it afforded us really the ability to do this, <laughs> right? Like I can't, can't lie. Um, yeah. Well, I, I had to educate so. her that it's, it's, a, it's the consumers <laughs> that are driving the oil and gas industry. If, yeah. And so every choice people are making um, and using all the products and there's thousands, people don't even realize basically mm-hmm. oil and gas is and petrochemicals are in everything. And yeah. so that's what's driving it. And so we, we have an engineering firm. And so our viewpoint was we're going to build these facilities to be as efficient and um, environmentally friendly as we can and, and safe and everything else and designed so well that they won't ever have system upsets and, you know, release spills and gas into the air and all all that stuff. So um, we are still doing a good thing, even though we're part of an industry that's tarnished. Yeah. Well, I think that's, and I think it's ignorance too. I mean, we kind of forget that, you know, like you're saying, uh, all these fossil fuel products and all the plastics and, and basically everything like synthetic clothing and it's it's all over you can't get away from it and and you can yeah. blame it on whatever you want but you essentially vote with your dollars and like that's best way to be political <laughs> yeah 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 you know? definitely it was a big push because i've been vegan for a very long time and jeff became vegan a while ago and our resort is vegan and um or hotel um that was a kind of a kick in the balls too because you're like oh look at all of these vegan type products <laughs> you're like mm-hmm. oh look who gave mm-hmm. them to us like how do you <laughs> right like look where they came from so it was a, it was a lot of eating crow but uh, i appreciated that learning that and like i said we could you could never make money like that that quickly because when mm-hmm. you make hay you make hay and then and then they throw you to the wolves when there's no no money <laughs> but right yeah. yeah. But that's how, that's how we ended up doing this too. Right. Like we knew it was an industry that kept chewing us up and spitting us out. And like, we're talking flying in from Panama at midnight uh, on Christmas Eve to midnight move out of our $26,000 a month office space, because we just lost everything. Mine is wow. 40 with a truck loaded out the back. Like, come on, get the most of our stuff we can in the truck. And I had come Lying from to the security yeah, guard. Yeah. The security guard's like, <laughs> what are you doing? You, you can't be doing this. Oh, Oh yeah. We just, we had to move some stuff for a friend. We're calling his dad from Panama going, we've rented a cube van. Can you go pick it up and park it here for us? We're going to get off at the airport and go like load up and fuck off basically. Right. <laughs> Which we did under my advisement, because I worked in commercial real estate for a long time. I'm like, they can't catch us. We go in and we do it like this. This is how I got burned. So this is how we're going to burn them back. <laughs> there you go. Stick it. Stick it. To yeah. me. We're not above it. Like we're definitely survivalists like modern yeah. survivalists. So like, as long as we're not, we will never purposefully be horrible people. But when, when it comes down to like life or death or what we call life or death, we'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah. 
gotta do what's best for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So let's take it back to like uh, you guys. You know, how did you find each other? Uh, how did this all begin? Uh, we, we shared a friend. Uh, not like that. Tell it with just plain words. No, we're not going go, to go to court sure, again. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, she wait, she yeah. was with one of my friends at the time. Uh, um, and then they were having a, a rough go, but um, we, we started seeing each other and that kind of took off. And then we, um, we got caught and uh, we didn't see each other for probably about six years. Well, what happened was Jeff, who told me later, we were still friends and we talked throughout the period, but what he told me later was, no, I had to promise that I would not talk to you anymore. Wait, there was an NDA? Okay. Yeah. yeah. There was a non-compete? Yeah, that I there didn't know non- about, so I like hated him. Is it more like a non-competition clause? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah I was like, there was a non-competition? I, that makes sense. I want. <laughs> That's kind of funny. It, they should start putting those in prenups, right? Like, you can't, okay, yeah. but if we do split, then you can't date my friend. But <laughs> this yeah. I think we're going to yeah. change the whole family court like yeah. dissolution oh, industry God. with this. So then six years later, you... <laughs> came back yeah Yeah, she went married a guy and i went married a girl and we both had these like i don't know six-year marriages that um mine fell apart it was like in a january february or something like that and then i sent her a message i hadn't sent her a message a couple times a year and she told me she was splitting from her husband and was like living in another room in this house and um so we were both at the same point where we were both single and free and um probably within about a week she came out to calgary to see me it went like this if you want to see me again you can pay for my flight and then he bought the flight and the cost was 666 dollars. and i was like yes. this is a sign Perfect. so yes the number of the beast there you go yeah. amazing yeah, she, she, oh. she uh made sure that we had a a video conversation because she wanted to make sure that I wasn't like really fat, you know, after yeah. six yeah. years or so. And Let me check yeah. in. I need deep. to see what happened. Yeah. <laughs> the, the health and nutritional industry is very narcissistic. This is something that, I mean, it just goes with it. Vegans, yeah. you know. Well, it's all true. So I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, because would, yeah. you can't. I, I was a vegan for 20 years, and I remember at uh, at a certain point, my family was like, "Ray, you are just like the Jehovah's Witnesses. You need to chill out with this stuff." I'm like, "Oh, no, I'm not. Wait, wait a second. I am very preachy. Hold on a second. But I never got into the good-looking part of veganism. I always did kind of like, you know." I still had my like fake like meats and stuff that kept me a little chunky, even though I was running, like I just couldn't get it off. You're a junk food vegan. Yeah, I was a junk food vegan Mm -hmm. for for a long time, which is, which they will call moral vegans. Mm. (laughs) They're like, no, no, I'm a moral vegan. I'm not doing it for my health. I'm doing it so cool. So a life is a life, right? And when you get, you know, after a road trip, you stop in front of your car and mourn the thousands of insects that you killed. (laughs) <laughs> no you didn't no you didn't because we all have our level of of suffering in which we accept as humans yes that's what i yes. learned from a yeah. buddhist temple right so when did you move into a bus we need to hear about that yes oh that oh, was another a... that was another disaster 
<laughs> well, there, there was a step in between there, I guess. Uh, so we had, we had a business in Calgary and um, 2015 happened. I'm not sure if you guys recall the Saudi Arabians stopped yeah. controlling the global market because um, the Americans were producing a lot of oil and they just said enough. We're just, we'll just let the free market dictate. And so basically the world is flooded with oil and it, and it cratered the price down to 28 bucks a barrel. And basically everybody stopped work. And so we were getting yeah, a call every day, yeah. stop work, stop work. And so uh, fast forward, we kind of restructured the company and we wanted to diversify. And we had been taking trips out to Pittsburgh and uh because so um with our business because this is the interesting part with our business we were allowed to do like one really rad retreat every year and whether we just went us as business partners or took people who work for us um was totally up to us so we would just go on really schwank <laughs> trips to like five diamond resorts but we started adding in these other trips we're like where are they producing oil and gas and where are rad bands playing so it ended up being the yeah. first time we're going to pennsylvania because gogo bordello is playing in philly so we can go to a conference in pittsburgh drive to philly see the band right and so we did that a bunch of times and that's how we ended up going to pittsburgh really um because of gogo bordello yeah, and then the next. <laughs> it's a great show. Show. It's such a great show. It is. Paul, Paul Simon. Paul Simon, yeah, yeah. one year. Um, but yeah, so that and then, then um, anyway, continuing. So business was tough in Pittsburgh. It is the people there are wonderful, but they're not really that accepting to new ideas and new people. And so it was difficult. And we were having to spend a lot of time doing business development from afar and flights and hotels. And cause we wanted to start doing business development in all the other oil and gas producing states like Texas and Colorado and Louisiana, just wherever. And so we decided at that point that we would get the bus and uh, converted so we could uh, be like a mobile office and we could tour around to these areas and be face to face. And so that's kind of, the reason i guess behind why we went into the bus well and we were inspired my granny um she's canadian right. but she lived in the u.s forever and she died in deming new mexico suddenly it, living by herself in her c-class rv and my mom and her are not on weren't on good terms and she, my mom was basically like i'm not going to deal with this and i was sitting down in pittsburgh with jeff like oh come on mother so we flew there and we were the ones that like had to go looking park fly into las cruces was it las cruces no el paso we flew yeah. into el paso rented a red vw bug it was the only rental they had and he like crawls in he's six three he's like that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> driving across you know by the mexican border it was really wild and we're out in the desert and then we had to go to this hospital and try to find my granny's truck she drove herself mid heart attack go to the coroner who worked like out of this tortilla making factory <laughs> like who had the keys to the truck get the truck to get the keys for this bus find this bus we get there as it's sun setting in the desert and we open up the side of this bus and it was like value village vomited on itself and this is this is what we got so we spent five days in the desert cleaning out this bus and just being like 
I can't fucking believe my granny. Like, this is how she went to go. She had like, you know, 18 super packs of like nutter butters and <laughs> like that's what she was living off of. And have protein and carbs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, right? Yeah. It's a full, full meal. Wise woman. Don't know oh, why her heart really stopped well beating. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and then we got back to Pittsburgh and it just, we we're like, she's crazy. And then, you know, it'd be like 24 hours later and we we're like, she knew what she was doing. Like she was out there like living. And so we just kind of, we took 120 grand and bought an A-class Winnebago. And what wasn't it? We're like, if we're going to live in this thing for five years, it's gotta be nice Mm -hmm. and it can't be old. And um, so then we renovated it in the dead of horrible Pittsburgh winter. It was like the worst winter on record for a while. Um, hopped in and pieced out to texas first <laughs> yeah yeah that was a wonderful time although we got so much work in texas um it yeah, kind of I, I didn't really get to experience a lot of the rv life when we were traveling around and stuff i was working so much like when we were in moab sasha's out there four by fouring in our jeep and i had to by myself <laughs> sit in the rv and work so i kind of <laughs> regret that but we were making a lot of money. We got up to uh, 40 people when we were running the company out of the bus. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of a whole other thing. That's really interesting. I had to run a consulting firm out of, out of a, uh, a bus. People thought we were shitheads for sure. And this is pre-COVID, right? They're like, you can't you can't be in a small space and run a real engineering firm. We're like, but we're doing it. Like here I am living in the Florida Keys for two months and flying into Denver when I need to. And then he flies into San Antonio when he need like, and it was just whatever it was, like it worked. And we made a, a lot of money. And, and this was what year, what year was this? 1920 and 19 and 20. <laughs> Moved into the bus in 18, I think. Yeah. And we got a lot of work midway through 19, I believe. That was a whole, that was another, yeah. Oh, that was, we, we originally, we, this Canadian company wanted to buy our Canadian assets, our Canadian company, everything we'd done in the States, hire us on, get us to consult for them and build up their business in the States. Super cool. We signed this agreement. They start paying us like employees. We're, we're like, we're going to get all the money, but no stress. Anyways, long story short, they cheated us. Yeah. They were basically trying to milk our relationships and once they felt they weren't going to get any more out of us uh, I'm in the middle of a project and like but my email went dead and it, it kept coming up on my phone wow. um incorrect password or something i'm like what the hell's going on he's in the middle of an oil battery in bumblefuck texas this isn't like he's yeah. sitting in an office permian he's like a hundred yeah yes yeah. in the permian yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh wow. and then i, I I contact Sasha and she's like, Oh, same with me. And so they, and I was down in Galveston. They basically cut us in the middle of this project and it was, but, but it it backfired in their face. So what happened was um, I had to stop work that day because I didn't want to be kind of uninsured. I didn't know what was going on. And I went and I told this client in Texas, I said, well, they've skidded us and I'm not going to be working on this project anymore. And, he wanted me to meet him for dinner. And so I went and met him for dinner and he's like, you know what? I want you working on these projects. You were the one with all the ideas. And like, I had this whole concept of these modular facilities and everything. And 
he, that's yeah. what he wanted. He didn't, these other guys only had experience in like midstream projects and stuff. And he's like, I want, I need you to work on the project. So if you want to run it through your company, that's what I'd prefer. And I didn't approach but, him. But what it but, looked like was yeah. he's on the phone at a motel and I'm in the bus in, in Galveston. And mm -hmm. I'm like, just stop. Don't say anything to anybody. I'm on my way. I'm like, mm -hmm. throw the dogs in the Jeep. And I just go, I lock up the bus and I'm like going because we were pulling our Jeep. I'm like, don't say anything. He's like, should I call this client? Like, what should I do? I'm like, yeah, the hell you call that client right now. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I get there in the middle of the night and finally I'm like, so what happened? You know, in this stinky, crappy motel. And he said, I think it's all going to be good. And the next day we packed up and went into San Antonio and solidified the coup. <clears throat> wow. So it was like a double coup. <clears throat> yeah. Sounds like, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was terrifying because we thought we could really legally get in trouble, but because of how it worked out, we, we didn't. But probably like the best outcome for that just in general oh, so definitely yeah i mean well we went from like not working for the man mm -hmm. and being happy about it to like being kind of fickle and being like i don't think we can do this like it's just too much we're running out of money and then working for the man again and feeling like that was okay and then getting screwed by the man <laughs> yeah. and then screwing him back and then being like we're never ever working for the man it was like this two months that that was just a slip because you get you get worn out when you work for yourself. Like you just, you get scared and you got nothing and you have this stupid idea in your head. Like if you work for somebody else, you're going to have way more security, which is bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. so we learned. Yeah. yeah. That backfired on him. I mean, yeah, we, we, we were at one point we were billing out $500,000 a month in, in um, revenues on these projects that they skidded us on. It backfired in their face so um yeah it worked out to our benefit definitely it helped us move along and it gave us the ability to come down here after everything everything crashed well actually that's another <laughs> story we, we, then we got screwed <laughs> it was a, it was a lot of screwing going on <laughs> yeah there's a lot of screwing in your guys' story, I'm noticing. Yeah. yeah. We begin with foot fetishes and then end somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And then we end up in the country that was yeah. like built on screwing. <laughs> there you go. So when did you, was it 2020 that you guys ended up going to Nicaragua? Yeah. July, 2020. That was the big okay. screw. That's when we got the big screw. COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, COVID happened, killed the whole oil and gas industry. So there was, we lost all of our work. And uh, yes. so it, it was costing us a lot to live in the United States versus coming down here. And we just decided just to leave early, leave early come down here and um, get started on the construction and stuff. And so, yeah, it was, we, there was no commercial flights at the time. We had to hire a private mm -hmm. flight and uh, we sold tickets to some other people that wanted to come down we chartered a learjet out yeah. of dallas love field i'll never ride on a plane that nice again but now i know how much they cost <clears throat> so yeah, we're sitting there you know with surprising. limited funds and i'm like twenty seven thousand dollars on my visa please <laughs> for this plane yeah. and then i'm like i'll sell the seats honey don't worry i'll sell the seats because <laughs> we needed our dogs with us and you yeah. couldn't fly anywhere so damn yeah yeah but we Those did. feet picks would have come in handy too. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Feet on a jet. 
That's awesome. And so, and and while while you have the consulting business, you're still doing uh, personal training, Sasha, and and bodybuilding. Oh yeah, I googled. I googled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like really strong. Yeah, there's nothing um, there anymore. It's a flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> and and then also uh, therapy, which. Yeah, I um I got into back way back in the day. I mean, just from the Vancouver hippie roots, I knew that I didn't want to work in commercial real estate forever because I didn't want to work for the man forever. And though it was really good money, it was just like, I don't feel it. Like, I don't need all this money. I don't need all this fancy shit. And um, so I am um, part time started going to school and then I working at night and running this business. And so I started with um, getting certified as a nutritionist. Um, and then a master herbalist and then personal training. And then it just became a, the, the counseling and therapeutic part of it just became, you work with so many people who don't know why they want to lose weight or, you know, why they want to change their nutrition or anything. And you really need to have an appreciation for the different mindsets everybody has in order to kind of bundle all those things, you know, health, nutrition, and mental health together and provide like a service that matters. Um, and that can get people on the right track for their own reasons, not just whatever bullshit you see in a magazine. I want six pack or bigger ass, whatever's in this year. Right. And, um, so that's kind of that, that thought process around like holistic total health and everything came with us to this resort. That's why there's a gym. That's why there's like, everything's vegan. That's why it's adults only. Cause it's just for chill to come here. Don't have an yeah. identity, just like take care of yourself. So it's something I enjoy doing. It doesn't make you rich by any means. But when you live here, if somebody's paying you 50 bucks an hour, I mean, that's all you need for a week, really. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the resort a little bit. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Photos are amazing. So you We're in said the middle of still... windy season right now. I don't know if you can hear oh. it. It sounds like, like the house yeah, is shaking. I... It is. Oh, dang. Okay. Because <laughs> it is. <laughs> So you said you had a year left of um, construction. What what more needs to be done? Actually, um, stop. We, we, How does it start? Wait, <laughs> How do they start? How do you start? How do you start building a oh, resort? Oh, that's a good start? question. I don't mean to cut yeah, you to, off, but like to go back to <laughs> yeah. to the beginning. How like, you, how did you even, you know, get the the property and you know? And if it's if you're gonna start talking about bribes and stuff, you probably shouldn't because we want to hear it. No, we're about no, like no, we want to hear it. Yeah, actually, we do want to hear it. Just... Oh, I mean, there's some stuff in there. There's some screwing around <laughs> going on. Yeah. Get, get, don't don't you know? Yeah, no, but doing business in Nicaragua, I gotta I have to imagine. You yeah, know, just culturally, yeah. you need to not only the language and the new laws and everything, but mm-hmm. there's also this dynamic here. Um, with properties like n- nobody a, lo- a lot of property was kind of handed out by the government without true paperwork being done and so people try to sell you stuff that they can't actually sell you mm. which is kind of screwed us on this one property we originally looked at but yeah we just kept looking around for a a good acreage with a decent view that we could build on and um yeah, actually, this this land that we ended up, we bought seven acres here, and it's part of a 17-acre bigger parcel. And so, originally, back in 2020, we had bid on this house. It was so it was this house, which was pretty decent, plus 17 acres. It was like 270 thousand bucks. 39. Wow. No, 260 something. Okay. And so um, we started bidding on it, 
And, but our, our bids, like the real estate agent wasn't getting back to us. So we ended up hiring our own real estate agent just to make sure that there wasn't anything unethical going on. And, um, the guy that was the guy that listed it or had the listing, he had another client that we were bidding against that was his direct client. So he could double end the deal and get double commissions. Mm. And so we, we pretty sure that our bids on the house never even went to the, to the property owner. And like he would take weeks to even get back to us and then say that, no, they, they didn't want to take our offer even no, it was paying full asking price and stuff. We would have even paid more. Um, so there was some screwing going on there too. But uh, so what we ended up, the funny situation was, when we ended up selling tickets on our plane to come down here, there was another guy out of um, Washington State Washington State, that also had an older dog and, and needed to come down. And so we met him through that process. And it turns out he was the one that ended up getting this property. Oh, wow. And so... That's cool. He was on our plane. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. And so he, he was like an older guy and he, he was exhausted. He was exhausting his money pretty fast and he wanted to sell off a chunk of his land. Mm-hmm. And so we came and, and looked at it and we ended up uh, buying it off him. And the great thing was that nobody to this day, like we, we found out that it had a volcano view as well as an ocean view after we oh, wow. started taking down some trees um, Sasha standing at the top of the property. So we had this whole, um, design done for the property. And then when we took down some trees to start building this casita and put it in this parking lot, Sasha's like, Oh my God, we can see, uh, the lake. I just saw the lake and the windmills. And I was like, I take two steps to the left and I was like, Holy shit. You can see the Island and the volcano. It's gigantic. We have to change the entire master plan. (laughs) Yeah. So we did, but we worked with a Belgian architect who we met at like a super spreader COVID uh, jungle dance rave party one night. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. As, as you do. Right. (laughs) Networking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just at a time where, um, we, we tried to go with another guy. He was more of a structural engineer. He wasn't an architect. And he kind of showed up at the project uh, inebriated uh, to, mm-hmm. to kick off the project. And we were like, whoa, whoa, this, this is our life savings here. We've got to take this a bit more seriously. Let's, let's reconvene here in a couple of days. Yeah. And then we just ended up having a, a falling out with him. And then just you know, pretty much that same week, we met this new architect we partied till six in the morning and found our guy yeah fabulous (laughs) so uh yeah so we worked with this architect and he did up this design initial design and then once we discovered it had a volcano view as well which is like kind of 180 degrees from the ocean view we had to redo everything to be able to take that into account and so this kind of started from scratch again and that yeah, like and then when we became, we, we were the uh, general contractors, so we we got all the equipment to build houses and hired everybody directly, and hired about, well, f- we built a casita first with maybe ten guys, and then we expanded the team up to about twenty or twenty-five guys building um, the rest of the hotel, and uh, and and I did a lot of the engineering myself, um, so. Yeah, that's 
it's been a day-to-day thing now for a couple of years. It's basically a full-time job. So, uh, yeah. And with construction still going, it, it's like you're open though. Like people are coming and, and you're running it. The right now we have, so the property has had several phases. So we have a one bedroom casita. We have the gym, washrooms, showers, all that stuff, the pool. And then we have another um, like B&B room space um, that we did. We're not opening them until March 1st because I wanted to make sure all the pool lounge area was done um, and and the majority of the cafe, because now we need to focus on getting the cafe part open so people can sit and lounge and enjoy and everything. But the full function of what I wanted or what we wanted the cafe to be probably won't be ready for about another six weeks. Um, which doesn't really matter. There's a lot of places close, like not everybody's, it's not an all inclusive. So, um, and then once that's done, like we already have the next phase of building more casitas on the property. It's exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. yeah, Kim we and I will be there go. for. Oh no, for, you're not. Ah, uh, I want to go. Um, Bring me too. <laughs> no, me and Kim. We've, we're <laughs> no, me and Kim are going. We yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> me and Kim's <laughs> travel everywhere, and he has yeah. to stay home. Yeah, this is true. So, so that's Kim, really what's going to happen. Yeah, because we have a three-year-old right now, and so yeah, um, right. I get to go on business trips, which she says are fun. Those are my vacations, <laughs> and Kim gets to go on vacations with which, me. Yeah. Yeah. which are just oh, as fun as my fair. business trips is yeah yeah i think that's obviously yeah. she travels with paula yeah and so one of us stays home hey somebody's gotta have fun and yeah. she's my travel bud so yeah no it works out you guys are really <laughs> cute together yeah <laughs> unfair <laughs> it's yeah. it's kind of like a sister wife situation only paula's paula yeah yeah right? yeah i yeah. think yeah. i win Me and Kim the most are the sister wives yeah <laughs> <laughs> it works out that's oh, awesome yeah. we'll figure out the math <laughs> yeah but yeah but <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I don't get to travel. No. So, so our honeymoon will be sometime later and hopefully me and Kim will go on it together. We Maybe. Figured out yet, but That'd we'll be cool. Really I mean, nice. whatever. Yeah, just get, just it's get a, Paula it's, to take care of the yeah. kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want that Auntie Paula. Auntie Paula. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, could be fun. Sweet. Could be fun. That's cool. But so, But people can book right now. Yep, uh, yep. They can go on are... whatever, find us, message us mm-hmm. somehow. There's a we'll bunch of different ways. Huh? We'll put links. We'll put links. Yeah, in the and show also notes. like that's what people do on podcasts. They mm-hmm. put links. Okay. In the show we'll put links. Notes. We'll put links. And for they you. go like, subscribe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something and there's a button somewhere. I don't know how to do <laughs> oh, that. Oh, we have yet. one of these. We're gonna get it. Yeah. 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 Recipe below. My ten year old will figure it out for me. She's good. Oh, the truth comes out. <laughs> yeah, she she does all the editing for me. <laughs> yeah, everything good. everything is ready to go, and the, but we're still going, and it kind of feels like will it ever end? We initially said, okay, we're going to get this part of the compound built and take six months off and enjoy it. Um, but you know, being perfectly honest, we we because there was like the pool, for instance, we're eight months late on construction. Everything gets screwed up here. So you, if you can imagine you have a budget, but you didn't have a budget to rebuild things, say like the pool twice, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. just, or how about the government has had the water off five months out of the last 12 
and you need water to make cement. So now you have to not have the cheap water you're trucking in. So like all the costs are just right. like insane. Yeah. So we, we had a good buffer of when we finish, we'll have this, 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 and this done and money in the bank and everything. And now it's like, well, we got this and this done and there's not enough money in the bank. Like how are we going to, you know, how are we going to move forward with the rest of the plans? Cause this is just kind of, this kind of feels like you're halfway through something, you know, right. incomplete. And so have, have you ever felt like, uh, this is just too much? Yeah. Like two weeks ago, no, maybe <laughs> a month ago I was in the, I was in the bathroom yeah. and Jeff's, yeah. you know, behind me and I'm brushing my teeth. And I was like, if somebody walked up to you right now and said, they give you 1.5 million for this place, what would you do? And he's like, well, you know, that's a tough question. We put a lot into it. He's going through his answer. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just things have been kind of rough lately. He's like, what would you do? I'm like, yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. I would sell it today for $1.5 million. <laughs> Girl, bye. <laughs> and that, but that's like daily. It depends on the day. Like who's, who screwed your dreams, who from the government showed up and asked you like, I think that particular day was they tried to increase our property taxes by 400%. Whoa. And I was mad. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we're yeah. going. Um, Definitely something because to be there's mad a about. lot that goes into it. You're not just like running a business. You're, you're dealing with just like no rules, which is great for a lot of stuff. It's mm -hmm. really great actually. And Until you it's rules. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like you, yeah. there are some times when you do, and I find myself giving people advice now that's pretty offside and that, that live in the, in the real world. They're like, well, oh, this happened to what should I do? I'm like, well, why don't you just Photoshop that and then send it and it'll be fine. And they're like, that's <laughs> lying. You can't do that. And I'm like, oh, um, well, sorry, it's kind of like hear. a fast track. <laughs> it's just the, fa the yeah. faster way. It's not dishonest. <laughs> yeah, right. Just making but, it uh, happen. And that's how, so that's how it works here. You just like, you get very creative about stuff. And as long as you find the right people and you can come to agreements on things, you know, you could have a successful business. If you try to do everything here, like to the book and this is where Jeff suffers because he's very like engineer brain. It has to be done like this. There are rules. And if we follow the rules, good things will happen. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> if you follow the rules, they'll take all your money. <laughs> and then we're screwed. So yeah. that's been a big lesson for us, I think. So yeah. Hard. yeah, it's a constant challenge, but we're navigating it pretty well. If you get enough, you just in this country, you need to have somebody for everything. And as long as you got a guy for that, that they can, you can put them between you and whoever, somebody whoever. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And it takes a while to find those people, but, um, mm -hmm. you definitely need a guy for everything, for getting a car, for registering a car, for, for accountants, we've been through so many accounts. It's just the list goes on and on, but yeah. it gets easier. Um, and we're buddies with the water people now, and so mm -hmm. I just we just did another water pipeline connection to try to get water. It was paying some guy who used to work for the water company five hundred dollars mm -hmm. to come and, and do it for us, or they wow. basically said we're, we're not going to give you water. We're not going to get a connection. Wow. <laughs> but here's your bill. Yeah. <laughs> do you? Do you feel like there's any um, uh, any pushback? So we 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 live kind of on the coast in in California, and uh, and even just here, we we get a lot of you know money coming in and buying property away. And I'll tell you what, man, the like the gentrification feel. Do you feel that like going into Nicaragua as you know being expats? 
um, going in, do you feel pushback, like, or is it more welcoming, like the culture of like, oh, you know, hey, you're coming here to do something cool and you're welcome, or is it like, who the hell are you in my backyard, and uh, or is it both? <laughs> uh, me personally, um, I think they want the they whoever they are want us here, yeah. want our money here, want us paying exorbitant fees for things that are just like absolutely out of this world stuff that we can afford to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they benefit the, the, the country benefits from having our money without a doubt. The problem is like how the, how that wealth is distributed is uh, who knows. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, on the, on the smaller scale, I think some of like the local people here are super cool, super kind Um, They definitely like, they like that they have jobs, you know, they, I think for the most part, they don't hate our guts, but there's definitely, there's something underneath there too. That's like, screw you for having all of the money. And I mean, they, they'll ask you for loans because they think you just have money to, to lend. Um, They, we've explained to them various people several times, like, when you come from a place that has a lot of money, it also has a lot of expenses. So, mm-hmm. you know, doing the, you have to try to explain a world that they'll likely never see. Um, and, and it's really difficult. I don't think, I don't think they hate us. What do you think? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think that at all. could be hated. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm and I didn't mean it, uh, not it, us it personally. I just question, mean like, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah more that. I just mean, interesting, like for people like coming to Central America, it's got, it, there's got to be so much cult, culture shock. And um, yeah, like the, there's so many things to navigate. And I'm just wondering, I, it sounds like the people, it, I guess it just depends, <laughs> right? Depends on who you're they talking don't, to. Yeah. That's anywhere. They don't like one thing that's really interesting here where it's different from Costa Rica, for instance. Costa Rica mm-hmm. let everybody in rewrote their own rules, whitewashed how their society is mm. and, and made it to cater to visitors, tourists to, to bring all that income in, which also brought, um, environmentalism and a bunch of really cool stuff there. But, but it also, it just turned it into like, you could go out to Florida or California or something and have the same type of vacation here. I would hazard to guess they will never cater fully like they just can't they won't culturally they're like no if you're walking in somewhere and you want service forget it um you couldn't get drunk at a bar if you tried like you'd have to you have to go get your own beer like there's no that all that stuff that we expect i guess they're just Mm -hmm. i don't think ever going to cater to that i don't think they're gonna politeness um yeah like i don't know they're very welcoming people though i I can't there's the odd person or something that kind of seems like they hate you mm-hmm. for no reason or something, but it's it's very far and few between. I think generally the people here are just very, very loving, very welcoming, very friendly. I think from when people come here and buy land there and buy up stuff and build big ostentatious houses on these tiny little surf beaches and on top of shacks and stuff, which we tried not to do. We stayed very much like away Um from that there are people coming in and doing that and it's kind of like makes you want to puke because they are really sitting on top of these people um Mm -hmm. they probably they probably get looked at 
I feel a bit differently. We had, I'm not going to name any names, people down the road. And this is a prime example. There's these beautiful hardwood trees, Malin trees, and then these beautiful orange flowers. And they're old as mold. They're these huge, huge, beautiful trees. So they came here from the U.S. And my our construction supervisor came to me one day and they're like, did you see what they're doing? to those trees down the road. And I said, no, what? And they said, they're cutting down these beautiful hardwood trees. Like they're not a dime a dozen. These are because this country was like raped of all of its like wood materials by its own people for lumber. Right. Um, they, they, you shouldn't do that. They're like, they, they're cutting them down and they're putting tree houses on top of them. Is that mm-hmm. what Americans do? I got asked that. And he was shaking his head. And I was like, no, no, that's what assholes do. No, no, that's not what Americans do. (laughs) And and P.S. I'm Canadian. I know I lived in the States. So that there's a little bit of that. I don't know if you catch what I'm saying. Like there's just some. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you have to deal with with people coming in and actually being asshole expats you know, and not respecting yeah. culture or where they are. And so there's going to be pushback from people because of that. Yeah. And it, it'll uh, kind of, you know, you'll get labeled as that. Right. You're lumped in on that. Yeah. Grouped in with those people. Well, and the direct impact is also to your pocketbook because you come to a nice little place that you can live in this surfing, fishing village and uh, for, you know, with the rest of your money and retire at 40 years old or whatever and then people with more money who don't care about upsetting the apple cart come in and agree to pay ten dollars for a beer well now you screwed us all like why'd you do that like a the people can't like what are they going to do with it literally like maybe three or four dollar beer what are they going to do with that money like that's so much money that they don't need plus it costs two cents to make the beer but you're so the prices in town are are actually we can see like and rents are like this oh i bet yeah yeah. In the last two years has become really bad. That's direct impact from gringos for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's next after all this is, you know, you get construction done and you get it all going. Huh. Do you think there's anything else that you guys want to do? Or is that your, your end all be all is, is the resort and running it and yeah, that's the end game. Um, I want to buy we, an apartment in Europe and park a motorcycle there and be gone for three months a year touring. Perfect. That's what Thank I want to do. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Oh, wait. You that's guys, a good goal. You guys ride? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. We did a really cool trip through India for a few weeks. That was super fun. And like ever since that, we were just like, we need to go on more motorcycle trips. Like they're so, you, that's a great way to see a country. So, um, yeah. I'm so jealous. That sounds so fun. Mm-hmm. So well, that we're saving like for that. Good... Yeah. Saving <laughs> saving for that sliver of an apartment somewhere in the south of Spain. I don't know. Excellent. Excellent. We, we started a house construction company here before and we're shutting that down um, just in the last week here of construction on that house. And so we, we, we tried that as well. Um, that was that was a bit of a headache, uh, really. It's just not not really worth it. I guess if you're building three or four houses at the same time or something, it would be profitable enough. But otherwise, it's, for, for me, it's just not worth it. So, so business-wise, I'm going to start doing some more engineering in Texas. 
and start trying to generate some more money here to fund the rest of this project and our future desires, I guess, going to <laughs> travel and everything else. It's been a long time since we've traveled, so it's a lot of world to see. Yeah, Planes just started coming back here, so. Ah, okay. Do you feel, do you guys feel successful? Do we feel successful? Yeah, do you? After I all do. the things, yeah. yeah. It's it's a goals and dreams we've had for many years that, you know, we, we, we adapted ourselves as we went along to survive and profit and we've got the money in the bank and we executed and we did it and we, we built a lot, oversaw it all ourselves. I felt pretty proud of everything we've done. I'm, yeah, I feel successful that we didn't end up getting divorced or something like it was there were times right like we are good friends and stuff like that I think is the biggest success we've gone through so much stress and right you know a little bit of like the personal stuff too that we had in our life mm -hmm. we had um, Jeff had a kid in this other marriage and that was that was devastating to us continues to be um, and so we've had all these no, problems you know, and, uh, I'm just surprised we're strong enough to not like, there were times when I'm like, is this, I'm just going to read some more of those really like uplifting marriage quotes. And it's going to get us <laughs> through the day because I don't have a better partner and I don't think he does either. We're really good in business together. And, yeah. you know, Did our internet go out? No. Uh, what do you mean? It did. No, I'm sure it's not. Internet doesn't go out. No. No. I don't know. No. Post will be here soon. What? Maybe it cut off? It's okay. But our internet is working. But he did oh, this. sorry. It's the yeah. It's this damn infrastructure in California, and you know, <laughs> it was us. I thought it was you guys, and no. I was like, okay, yeah. And yeah. I was talking. It was us. Oh, was it? it? Was us. I don't know. And Something in down. my it's my so place funny. has a oh weird. weird issue every once in a while. I guess so. Sorry about that. Yeah, it was an odd place to stop. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. you were saying you have a very very oh, yeah. no, well, and then I'm, it I'm, cut out. You know, I've been in a in a very long uh, custody divorce thing myself, and it's uh, 
it's rough and it's rough on you and then it's also rough on your partner and and i think uh in some ways like i it's not and and not to say it's it's less stressed for you but for him to to have this thing looming over you that you can't control or stop and you know that it's affecting your partner is it sucks because you want to talk about things and get things off your chest and then also you go i don't want to burden them with hearing this madness anymore and uh yeah we get it's it's it makes you stronger yeah. but also it, it makes you realize yeah you know maybe i don't need to talk about everything <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's what i'm learning anyways i pick yeah, yeah he's good well, at not talking you know, about things it's, it, it uh-huh. creates turmoil and creates uh-huh. stress um for your significant other yeah when you probably have enough oh but and then but in addition to that, you guys are yeah. building a business together through that, like through having, you know, external personal things. And I think that maybe that's something that would be good for people to understand is that you can still pursue your dreams in the midst of trouble, mm-hmm. to, you know, personal trouble and turmoil. Maybe those are the things that help you. Yeah, I think people are generally just mm-hmm. scared to take risks. And uh, if, if they just you know, take their guard down and try taking risks, uh, try taking risks in life and, and chasing those dreams that they have, they could probably surprise themselves with how far they get. We've always been totally open to rewriting our entire lives to either chase our dreams or, you know, get, get the business operating properly, profitable. And, you know, we run around trying to chase money and everything else, but um, I think at the end of the day, it all worked out. But if we would have just, you know, been scared to take risks and sat at home, well, we probably wouldn't have started businesses in the first place. But um, th- then you're basically just committing yourself to work for the man until you're 65 years old. And what kind of life is that? You've got one yeah. short life on this planet and yeah. it's going to be dictated yeah. to you. I think also it's the sacrifice and that, you know, like Jeff's going to go back and work in Texas half the month. That's half the year. That's, you know, and while that's great for some relationships, like I'm sure we haven't had time apart in years. Um, at the same time, you're like, well, that's a pretty hefty sacrifice just for money. But what are you going to miss out on? And but you have to be willing to, you have to be willing to give some things mm-hmm. up. You just yeah. have to. Well, Cause I imagine, I mean, you guys it's, are in, in Nicaragua. And so, you know, there's, family you know family like do you guys fly back and see family a lot or or i mean it's easier to keep in touch through the internet but he's the he's the more family oriented person um i i really i don't know might sound totally bitchy but i'm just like yeah i don't really care i went back and saw my grandpa in september finally when we could leave here and go to the u.s and whatever do a bunch of stuff but ultimately i'm really a hermit i'm so busy and i'm well at friends say why don't you just call I'm like you know what man by the time i'm done eating i just want i don't i don't want to talk to you sorry it might sound shitty but i just don't want to talk to you so let me just tell you that truth and he's way better at <laughs> and he feels way more obligation but yeah when everybody's happy and healthy don't feel so driven to go home but but also we've like we've been living outside canada since 2016 and 
none of my family has even attempted to visit us anywhere. Whereas my family, who I'm not even close with, they always end up showing up. <laughs> so that it gets a bit old, right. just like a one-sided yeah. story. But I went up to see my, oh. my grandmother's 98. So I had to go up to her. I'm glad I did because she's really deteriorating quickly. So next trip will be up yeah, for sorry. a funeral, That's I'm sure. 98, wow. 98 is amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, she's she's up there. But really, it's too long right now. She, she just talks about wanting yeah. to go. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. so tired. <laughs> so... That's also another reason to stay healthy, like yeah. in our minds too, you know, like, oh my God, they, what, what happens to us if we, and that's another consideration, working so much, working so much, you can't take care of yourself. And then what you get to a point in your life where now fine, you have some money in the bank, but you have so many health problems mm -hmm. because of all the stress you incurred. So we really, really try to have some kind of balance, but to be honest, our pool has been open for a couple of weeks yeah. and we haven't gone in it. So, Maybe today, you know. <laughs> I think today is the day. It'll be today. There you go. Be cracking a drink. Do that after the we're done here. In that pool. Yeah. Sunday, I we close the <laughs> we close the gym on Sundays, and the the gym is called La Iglesia, the church. Yeah. And then I laugh because we're atheists. I'm like, we're the only church that's closed <laughs> that's on weird. Sundays. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Do we can it. get Do naked it. today. There's Come nobody the here. Beast. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Water's pretty chilly though. I was gonna say we'll make foot videos in the say, water. Yeah. You could get really creative <laughs> yeah. foot videos. So working on that foot. extra income. Yeah. So you don't have to travel to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. For real. I have no shame. You know, if my feet weren't oh, tattooed and recognizable, we've talked I would about be this, like though, way more inclined. Kim both have tattooed feet too. So we're like, <laughs> yeah. maybe we can put like that makeup on our feet, you know, and like no one will know it's mine <laughs> and yours. You know, yeah. there's options. Some people like dirty Ooh, socks. I mean, See, there's a lot of options. Socks. We can hit all and the genres. Like... <laughs> You're gonna find your niche, yeah. yeah. Who would get off on a dirty yeah. sock? Dude. That's so weird. Oh. <laughs> the Japanese, they bend dirty underwear. Things, I don't know, yes. I've heard this. I mean, there's... And I'm not just going to limit to the Japanese. They're the only ones willing to just yes. come out and say, yes, yes. we like Very dirty underwear and pockets. Yeah, I'm going to, I should be in, in Japan in April. Yeah. And I'll let you know what the vending machines look yeah, like. Yeah, let us know so we can, <laughs> so we is, can get on that. They're very polite, though. I once, and I was running through, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's basically like the subway system uh, in Tokyo. And I dropped a pen, and I'm like, sucks that I littered a pen, but I'm running to this train, so sorry japan and i'm cruising and i swear it must have been like five minutes <laughs> later but i feel this on me like somebody and it wasn't like oh, hey you dropped your pen litter bug it was like you dropped your pen like do you That's need so this nice. and i'm like oh wow nobody would like, do yeah. that in the, in the <laughs> oh yeah no it's no. it's it's amazing there um my business partner he left his luggage on the street and walked into a cab and just kind of you know after some nights of drinking like just left it there on the street three hours later he goes oh i don't have my luggage that thing was in the same spot wow. where he left it like nobody touches or still yeah is it because they wanted him to get it back or because like airport freak out no, mentality no, no, that no, there no. might it's, be a bomb in the bag you don't steal or you don't touch like in the culture like you don't touch it yeah 
That's lovely. Mm -hmm. Integrity for the Japanese, I think, is really high. It's pretty amazing. I think they're the only culture (laughs) like that. Yeah, seriously. I don't know. We worked for that Japanese company out of San Antonio, and they screwed us pretty hard. Yeah, they screwed us, too. Oh, but it wasn't a Japanese guy in charge. There you go. It wasn't a Japanese guy in charge, and that's why. There it is. Oh, man. That's on our list, too. We had a mega trip, but I'd love to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep Food us keep us informed on how Japan absolutely. is. I want to get there. Um, yes. All right. Well, That's thank cool. you guys so, so much for coming on here and talking with us and telling your story. And it's inspiring and hearing all the lows and highs and where you guys are out now. So maybe we'll have to check back in. Yeah. Once I'm, everything I'm is now. complete and yeah, maybe we'll just have to go there. Think, you yeah, can't. Do, Me yeah, and Kim yeah, will come. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Why not? Flights are cheap. Flights are cheap. Spirits flying return out of Houston right now for four hundred dollars. Two feet picks. That's two feet That's picks. Two feet picks. Maybe three. Yeah. Depends. Maybe one. Yeah. 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 Depending on the size of your feet. <laughs> if it's a good one. I was thinking if you could grip oh. a carrot between the See, toes, that, that would be like I, all kinds of ideas. I, I injured my feet on a on a motorcycle trip, but um yeah. I Maybe could, there's I a thing for you. Some, no, I've got like yeah. I I can pick things up. No, no. Are they gnarled? No, 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 yeah. Are they damaged? Know. Nobody Some nobody, people might like that. I have to wear socks in the house right now. Kim will like if Kim catches Dude. me. Gimpy feet. There has There's to a market be. for men's feet. There's a market one. <laughs> Who's paying? Men, yeah, by men, for men, other men. Oh, yeah. That's There's true. a business There's... for everybody. Mm-hmm. This, see? This is the second half of the podcast. We're getting. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's going to be Check his history yeah. and screenshot <laughs> that later because when we post the episode, it's going to be. Tell you what. <laughs> yeah. I want. Go through his delete. It's just going to be yeah, shots of everything he's been googling. Photos are going to be his feet, <laughs> <laughs> different angles. Yeah, yes. covered in coconut That's oil. Amazing. Oh my god! Thank you guys so much, and thanks for being so open. Okay. Yes, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It was like going <laughs> yeah. to confession. Oh, yeah, we got you. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> you. Let us know if there's. I'm going to make sure to send this one to everybody who wanted to know how we got together. It's right go. at the beginning. They'll listen. Yeah, just send the clips. That's how you'll share it. And there we'll, you go. We'll get the podcast out there. It's nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll definitely promote it. And then, um, yeah, we can't wait to share it. Can't wait to hear it. We don't know what happens next, awesome. but it was yeah. exciting to weeks. tell We've the story. Been, we struggled the first season. Um, we, I thought that I could edit all the video and he be can't. like this, but when you're going back and forth, that's, that basically it, take that interview time and multiply it by every single time you switch back and yeah it's a lot it's a so it's a process the goal yeah. is to pay somebody to do that shit for yeah. us later <laughs> but well thanks so much i'm definitely going to recommend everybody listen i was listening to all your little snippets and tracked oh, you down yeah. on spotify so it's been Yay. really fun it's been yeah, really super fun. exciting the whole point yeah. is like just to give people as many different examples of how you can do something different. You don't have yeah. to go and work for somebody. Unconventional way of making yeah. it. Or like you guys, you can and take that yeah. money to put it towards what you want to do. And, and, you know, maybe it's not like an escape hatch. It's, yeah. you know, you're building a path to get out of that. And so. Yeah. 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 You got to start with a dream. I not guess, everybody but, takes a leap. Uh, so 
it's cool to see the people that are actually doing it. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's scary, but. One part yeah. dream, one part courage. Oh, God. Yeah. Live, laugh, love, everyone. He's got really? it next to the bathtub. <laughs> Excellent. Please post that picture. I need to see it. Thank right. you. Bye, Thank you so, so much, much, you guys. This is great. This is yeah. great. Okay, for please Sunday. jump now in the pool go and drink. have a drink for us. Yeah. <laughs> right, I hope to talk to you guys again soon. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> we'll see you pictures of our feet. Uh, All right. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Take care, guys. Bye.